Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Amazing Race Rewind podcast, the podcast where we rewind back in time to watch the earliest seasons of the Amazing Race for the first time. My name is Andrew. And I'm Jill. And we are back with another phenomenal guest that we are very excited to introduce to the podcast. Here is Ashley. Ashley, how are you doing? I am doing so good today. I'm very excited to be here. Um, I'm ready to go. I have my notes and I am committed to this podcast. That's awesome. We're so excited to have you. I guess that we should we should get into your history, your your lore before we start the podcast. So what is your experience with The Amazing Race? Have you watched the Canadian version? Have you watched the American version? What do you know about it? Absolutely nothing. Great. I watched the first episode ever today, a mere hour ago, and I am intrigued and interested. But yes, I've never consumed any Amazing Race content. The only content of Amazing Race I have like come close to consuming is just like Survivor crossover-esque. Mm. Just like, because I feel like sometimes the communities cross over a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I've watched Survivor um, I don't watch that now. That's like the only reality television I've really reality television game show I've consumed. Okay, so with that being said, were you familiar with the concept of the Amazing Race, or is this a whole new idea to you? Like, did you know what it was? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay, great. A, this I had is an awesome. idea. I had an idea, but I wasn't like, I wasn't sure how they were going to go about it. You know. <laughs> so then, overall, would you say that? Like, you can approach this in terms of the concept or just as a general overview on the show. Is it what you'd expected? And was it good or was it bad? Like, what what were your first thoughts generally? Yeah, I it was what I expected because I know it's like a family show. Like, people get to, together and watch it. Maybe because it was an older season, but it was just like a lot less fast paced than I thought it would be. Mm. Um, and I just, like, have so many questions about, like, the structuring of the show. The advantages are really interesting. How much money do they get when they start out? Like, I'm literally, like, there's so many questions, and I'm excited to dive deep with you guys on them. Well, this is awesome. I just have one more thing to add, which is kind of funny. But every, I mean, we've only had two guests at this point, but every time we get on and we record the little intro that I you know I said to oh. Andrew, for him and I, it's just like snaps in. Like we're in the zone the minute that we <laughs> record that same intro that's at the start of every podcast. But our guests always just die. <laughs> like they just find it so funny. Like when we had Martine on, we had to re-record the intro because... She was just laughing so much at well, us. Well, I couldn't hold it together either. I was I was a mess. <laughs> I was like, is this a joke to these people? Because I take this very seriously personally. This is my profession. This is my career. <laughs> so I am very glad that you are here and have no prior knowledge of the show. We like to keep it fun and fresh. That's why we're bringing these guests. Yes. So also, one last thing before we get into it. What do you think of this cast? These oh, characters? Okay, very interesting group of characters and like i was talking to you guys before we started recording about how like each character has like a very distinct subcategory that they fall into when i saw there was a divorced couple on the show i was shocked i was shocked who would have thought that well they they had one last season too and the team Mm -hmm. last season actually they were trying to use the show as a means to reconcile wow um but this season i don't think that's the case but so it's yeah it's it's a common trope i guess yeah interesting dynamic for sure i mean siblings classic duo i just thought it was like really interesting the characters but they don't seem to like interact that much with each other they're very like right it's a very solo storyline which i'm not 
quite used to in terms of my competition reality television show. Yeah, exactly. I mean, here, this episode, we get a lot more interaction between the teams than we usually yeah. see. Yeah, wow. This yeah, show, this... this this episode was definitely the most trashy <laughs> in terms of arguments and kind of pettiness and all this like that we've seen so far. Wow. But it's airport drama, and Andrew, you love that. Yeah, but see, the airport drama didn't involve drama with booking flights. It was more of just... That's true drama within the team like drama that was happening at the airport um (laughs) that's airport drama sure but (laughs) anywho so overall i thought this was an extremely action-packed episode i thought it was i would say the best episode of the season so far i think so it was a very tight race everybody was close together and a large part of this is everybody was on the same flight and everybody had a chance to win it it was very dynamic yes that's rare so wow. kind of last season, the case was that they were kind of given free for all. They were just told where they needed to go and they would book whatever flight pattern worked for them. This season, they've they've gone half and half. Sometimes that's the case, but other times they actually list like two or three flights that the teams are only allowed to be on. But it's rare that, yeah, they're all on the exact same flight. Yeah, I think this just sort of happened that everybody got on the same flight. I don't think it was any production intervention or like any prodding from the production i think it just kind of happened like that which is what we love to see yeah i thought that was really interesting to just see them like run 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 and then just sit on a plane <laughs> waiting to get to thailand <laughs> like so yeah. like anticlimactic like there's very there's <laughs> curves in this show i feel like there is so shall we get right into the episode yes. i think so so andrew where do we open so we're opening at Amani Lodge in Namibia, and here we go again with some more drama during the rest period. This season, or these past two episodes, it's like been two games in one. There's like, during the day, we're on the Amazing Race, and then at night, during the rest stop, we're at Jersey Shore. That is what we're doing. Um, so what's going on here is Tara and Will, who, they're always in some mess, they're always having drama with other teams they're getting in the mix and so supposedly blake had said to chris and alex that he wants tara and will out and then chris and alex went and ratted blake out to tara and will who then want to confront blake and this this is like ashley you mentioned survivor this feels like very (laughs) survivor-ish dynamics where there's a so social strategic element to the game introduced that we didn't see at all last season See, we started the episode off like that, so I thought that was going to be, like, kind of the tone throughout. And then I was just like, it was so much to just dive into, too, not watching any other previous episodes. It's like, (laughs) they cut off the grannies! And I'm like, who are the grannies, and why were they cut off? Ashley, (laughs) Ashley, you would have loved the grannies. You would have loved Peggy and Claire. Everybody does. And, like, they seemed, like, so great. And this is what I wrote down. They're in the desert. Tension develops doesn't feel very restful. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. There's no rest for And they only have 12 hours. They only have 12 hours at these pit stops between legs. Wow. That's crazy. So yeah, during the confrontation, Tara confronts him saying, I heard you want us off. And then Blake replies with, no, I just don't like you guys. Which was <laughs> like, okay. Real. And then, we, yeah, like Ashley mentioned, Tara and Will say, you cut in front of the grannies at the airport and made them cry. <laughs> And you cut off, cut in front of Marion Peach. You play like a fool. So we, when were the gutsy grannies crying? I didn't, I didn't see that. You would think that they would show it. 
in episode, what was this, episode three? I think so. And this this kind of tension between Tara and Will and Blake and Paige just seemed to kind of come out of left field here in this episode. Yeah, no, it's... I don't even know. It's weird that, like, maybe it was there before and they're just kind of now realizing they should be showing more and more of these behind-the-scenes pit stop footage clip, these clips. So maybe it was brewing since episode one and they just didn't show it, but it, it's, it's, at a, it's at a point. Yeah. And I'm wondering, why are Blake and Paige being portrayed as bad guys for what they've been doing? To me, they haven't really done anything bad. They seem like a fairly neutral team to me. Like, yeah. honestly. And then... Will goes, because Will and Tara are talking after the interaction, and he says, I'll feed him to the tigers. And then there's a scene where him and Tara high-five, and there's this horrible high-five, like, a clap sound effect. Did you guys notice that? That was obviously added after after the fact, because there's no way a real high-five would sound like that. Okay, I do want to talk about the editing for a real quick yeah, second yeah. in the show, because, like, the the slow-mo portions, like, <laughs> slow-mo laughter, love that. The recap part of the episode, I'm obsessed. They're all just running around with, like, giraffes, and I'm like, yeah, what is going oh, yes. on? <laughs> and then, like, just, like, oh my god, can we talk about the theme song for a second? The theme song and, like, the opening credits when they're all just, like, so dramatic Uh, and i wanted to ask you guys as soon as i watched the opening credits what task would you guys be doing if you were like doing your opening credit scene because there was like i think tennis for one of them oh yeah they were just like hanging out in the living room it's true peggy and claire were doing some skiing or something it really has to like symbolize your kind of niche as a team so yeah andrew what would we what we're would we do? sitting in front of our computers talking. <laughs> we're <laughs> podcasting. Just hunched over. Yeah, hunched over, poor posture, a complete mess of a room, just sitting in a dungeon podcasting. That's us. <laughs> That's good. I love that. No, oh, so, uh, sorry, we're interrupting the flow of the episode, but I have sorry. to ask, I guess, Ashley, who would you want to go on the race with and what would be your credit activity? Okay, I've been thinking about this for like a week now. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> and, okay, because we were talking about it after we saw Iron Claw in the theaters, because we were like, strength of family, whatever. And <laughs> and I was thinking about it, and I was like, I would love to say, I would love to bring someone like Alexa on, because I think my friend Alexa, who I live with, my roommate, yeah. I think she would be like great to go on, just because like, we're very similar personalities, and I think television would love us. But practically, I need to outsource... You guys should apply. <laughs> practically i need to outsource someone with like military experience like oh i need someone who can like navigate i need someone who can carry my bags for me like i need a lot more things that a friend could maybe offer you know (laughs) i hear you you're gonna be you're gonna be going on like dating apps but like putting in your like tagline looking for amazing race partner (laughs) see that's not a bad idea i guess Honestly, yeah, like you you find a life partner out of that and an amazing race partner. So I think that's that's a good combo. Interesting. Yes. Okay, so we okay. conclude this drama during the rest period here, which by the way is completely unconventional for the amazing race. This is pretty much unheard of. We don't get drama like this usually. Um and the leg starts with Oswald and Danny at 7:47 a.m. and they are instructed to travel to Bangkok, Thailand. And they first have to go to the airport in Windhoek. Yes. 
And then the next team to depart is Tara and Will at 10.34 a.m., about three hours afterwards. So Oswald and Danny, they got a little bit far, further ahead with their fast-forward last episode. They did, but as we mentioned earlier, it doesn't seem to matter because all the teams depart at different times. And there was a speeding penalty, too, from the last mm-hmm. leg. We should mention that. But they all get on the same flight. So really, even though there's a massive gap in, in space, it doesn't matter. Yes, so Gary and Dave, they f- arrived second at the pit stop last episode, but last episode when they have to drive themselves, they were instructed to go 20 kilometers under the speed limit, but they were going the speed limit, and then that resulted in a 42-minute penalty, which resulted in them leaving third. So it was both Gary and Dave and Chris and Alex did this. How did they get 42 minutes? Because like, as an outsider, that seems like a very arbitrary number. My guess is that they took the amount of distance that they traveled and mm. the speed at which that it would have taken them when they were going 120 versus 100, and then just kind of sub- did the math, you know? That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> that's, they're, that's my they're pretty guess. Practical. They're pretty practical when they do penalties and stuff. Like, they really try to logically account for it. Yeah. yeah. And I really appreciated that. Like, when I saw that, I was like, good for the producers of this show, punishing the cheaters. I appreciate that. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> well, because in what was like season one, episode one, there was mm-hmm. this driving task and teams went in, like they went berserk. They did not follow the speed limits at all. It was in, was this in South It was Africa? Zambia, I think. Zambia. It was in Zambia. And they just were driving everywhere, like no care for the rules or regulations. It was horrible. So uh, they were definitely trying to get at that here. Yeah. So Gary gets going and he has a Gary quote. <laughs> Where he says here... There were, there were so many Gary quotes this episode, I just knew you loved all of them. I don't, know if, I don't know if I loved them, but they were definitely... Okay, well, this is what it was. He says, quote, My parents took me... Talking about going to Thailand, mind you. He says, My parents took me to Chinese restaurants, <laughs> Thai restaurants, and sushi. So I know the culture. Uh-huh. Which is such an eye-roll-inducing quote. And I, like, physically sighed when I heard this. Ashley... I want to hear your thoughts on Gary and Dave. Do you remember them? Like, do you have any opinions? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, those guys are interesting. Um, <laughs> yeah, I w- it was interesting to see them navigate the situations and just say things. <laughs> yeah, see, yeah, that's the thing. Gary, he just says things. It's yeah. Like, I don't know if you're trying to be funny or if what you said, trying to make sense. But I'm just going to take that and move on because I don't know what I'm supposed to do with that. He, This team is like the Rosetta Stone to me. I cannot figure out what, what they're doing. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Gary anyway. has the three pillars of, th- of Thai culture where Chinese food, Thai food, and sushi. So, oh, God. This, yeah, it's bad. Yeah. Anyway. We, the te- we still haven't gotten to the airport yet. <laughs> yeah, so we, teams, yeah. teams are still making it to the airport. And as a gesture of an apology, I suppose, I don't know, Blake and Paige, they let Mary and Peach go first for cutting them last time, but it doesn't really make a difference at all because Mary and Peach are reading it out loud and Blake literally rips it open a second after Mary and Peach do. So, whatever. And then Blake is telling us about how he has a secret weapon up his sleeve and how he's going to give the airport employees a present. A little rhino. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he, he wanted to take the Oswald and Danny approach where he just, like, waltzed right in there all calm and, and gave them a present amongst all the chaos. Did it work? Who really knows? Because, again, they were all on the same flight. And the person yeah. was like, oh, thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's like, uh, I don't, I've never received a gift at work like this before. But 
So all the teams depart. Nothing really happens. They get to the airport. And here we have a confrontation. So Blake just needs to get this off his chest because Will has been grinding his gears. So Blake walks up to Will and says that Will has made Blake's life a, quote, living hell and that he just came here to have fun and he's not having fun. And Will has been doing everything in his power to make sure it's not fun for Blake. And he just wants to have fun. Bold move. Yeah. So this, again, is just kind of coming out of left field. I'm like, oh, okay. And Tara and Will are pretty much just like, okay, like, I don't think we've done anything to you, but go off, I guess. I do have a sidebar for Blake. Mm -hmm. Apparently, he's the CEO of Tom's Shoes, the organization, the charity organization. Like Tom's? Yeah. The shoes? (laughs) The shoe brand. That gives back to, like, children in need. (laughs) (laughs) You did research on him? Yeah, I was like, I had to, I was reading like a review of like the episode after I watched the episode and I was, and they were just like, Blake later became the CEO of Tom's Shoes, a charitable organization with, which gives shoes to a child in need for every pair of shoes sold. And this is, wow. and, he, and he did this because of his experience on The Amazing Race. I don't know if it's a spoiler or not. Okay, well, don't say anymore. Like, yeah, I'm not saying like anymore. That might be. Wow. The Amazing Race <laughs> yeah. changing lives. Crazy. <laughs> It's like we always say, changing lives here on The Amazing Race. Yeah. yeah. Rewind. Rewind. <laughs> yeah, we, we always say that. We, we, we do. always do. <laughs> we do. So. Thank yeah. you, Ashley. Yeah, thanks for that little sidebar. I, my life has gained meaning now that I know that. So thank yeah. you. Yeah. And now you have some context to watch the rest of the show with. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this man will go on to be the CEO of Tom's Shoes. <laughs> So yes, everybody is on the same flight, and once they arrive in Thailand, they have to go to the Erwan Shrine. And here, we have some more drama with Tara and Will, and they're getting into an argument about waiting for Chris and Alex, who they are in an alliance with. But I thought this alliance was over, but it seems to keep pushing on. Well, we should add, there's kind of a bit of a debate between Tara and Will around this, because Will doesn't want to wait. He wants to go, he wants to get out of there, Yeah. and Tara obviously wants to wait. And so then there's a bit of a debacle, but they seem to get over it pretty quickly. They're having fun, the two teams, to get, they get a van together to go to the location. Yeah, this was obnoxious to me. It was obnoxious. Because, <laughs> yeah, they're getting into an argument about waiting for Chris and Alex. Here's some quotes here that I wrote down very quickly. Tara, you're so stupid. I don't want to play this game anymore. I'm done. You're always done. You never want to help. <laughs> um <laughs> And then they book this van and are hooting and hollering like they just made the power move of the century. And, like, this <laughs> will make them win the race when it really didn't do anything. No. And further, Tara rats Will out to Chris and Alex saying that Will didn't want to wait for Chris and Alex. So he, they should be thanking her. But it's like, why would you do that? Like, you're ratting out your own team. <laughs> yeah. I wrote at this point... Are they going to get separated for a second time? That was, like, as teammates on the Erasing Race, like, will they just, like, not survive this either? Because... Well, they're not together right now. <laughs> oh, you mean, oh, you mean separated? <laughs> yeah. Like, when they were just, like, walking around in the airport, I was like, this is, like, a little bit of a disaster. And then, like, yeah, yeah why would you rat out your own team? I don't, I don't understand the dynamics of this situation. Because if I'm Chris and Alex, I'm taking notes. I'm noting that in my head. I was like, okay, this team does not have my best interest. Or half of this team does not have my best interest at hand. So I'll remember that. Thanks, Tara, for letting me know. We should also add that Tara and Will, I, I kind of I say have that like 
not hometown advantage confidence feeling, but mm. they've been to Bangkok quite a bit. I think they said they go there like three times a year for business, something like that. Yes, yeah, so they they they're feeling pretty good. They're feeling pretty confident and like they they know what they're doing. Yeah, we uncovered some Taryn Will lore, like they're business partners. We didn't know. I didn't know that before. Did they mention that before? I don't think so. Yeah, which totally changes the dynamic of the relationship because they've they're obviously still on good terms and work together and are able to work together as business partners of a furniture company. So I think that kind of changes their dynamic to me a little bit. I agree. Yeah. I wrote in my notes here. Uh, like at this point, I was just typing notes away like a court stenographer. I was just, yep. I couldn't, I couldn't keep up because we. So basically, the teams have to get to the is it the shrine or the temple? Yes, the shrine. Yeah, they have to get there, and they're all kind of doing. It, it's a very specific route. They have to take this bus or train or bus or car or something, and then get on yeah. the sky train. Um, and when they're on the bus, this was a Gary and Dave moment that I thought Andrew would enjoy slash not enjoy. Dave is sitting down and he's asking yes. Gary why Gary won't sit down. And Gary says, I just feel like, what does he say? He said, um, it feels like I'm going faster when I'm standing. Yeah. And that's, I honestly, I get that. That's how I am a lot of the time. Yeah. Y- you are, you're ready for action. Jill. <laughs> it's like, if I'm sitting down and I'm not as productive, I gotta, I gotta be on my toes. This bus exactly, can stop at any moment. I gotta be the first off. Exactly. <laughs> Ashley, were you, sorry, this is a side note. Ashley, were you there the night that the bus doors closed on me? It was like a couple nights ago. You said Mario's. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I just screamed, no. I can picture that. And the way, I know Jules, she would make it the most dramatic thing ever too, whatever happens. We were getting off the bus and everyone else was ahead of me. And as I was in the doors, they closed on me and I just let out this shriek. <laughs> Let me out, please. Oh <laughs> anyway. <laughs> so it is important to note that Oswald and Danny, they were in the back of the plane, so they've fallen behind here. Um, from first place. Yeah, from first place. They've fallen behind and are having a little bit of issues getting a taxi while everybody else um, is on their way. So they're at the back here at the beginning, and we get to our detour. And honestly, I I was a little more impressed with this one. I feel like it was a good split decision because actually up until this point, the detours, they've made it like, oh, this option is further away, but easier to complete. But this option is closer, but it's harder to complete. And everyone chooses the one that's closer. Like it's almost unanimously, but everybody does one task. Where this one, I feel like was a bit more even. Yes. And I, for the formatting of the show, I don't know the Mm -hmm. host's name, but he's not present at all, but then will just materialize every time they open an envelope yeah. to be like, detour time. And you're just like, where did he come from? Like, I know. We love Phil. We yeah. love Phil. Phil. It's okay. just like a, a, a little aside that they've been doing in these early seasons. Because, I mean, the show is still new to yes. air, so people aren't familiar with the format. So they kind of over-explain things a lot. Which I appreciated. I really appreciated. I'm sure you did. Yeah, because I guess people could be tuning in for the first time, season two, episode five, and they need some context here. Yeah, but Jeff Probst would not be doing that. (laughs) (laughs) No, no. So the detour tasks. The detour tasks are confusion now or confusion later. And like Jill said, these detours uh, options, they're quite evenly weighted. Like it's a legitimate detour where it's it's pretty much split 50 50 here so confusion now basically means that they the teams have to navigate through a series of streets and canals um which is confusing Mm -hmm. um and they must find a water taxi or i guess a long boat to take them to a 
another area or an island, but once they get there, it's fairly simple. They find a bird market and they set birds free for good karma, receive their clue. Confusion later, they take a taxi or something to Chinatown. They must buy a cardboard car hmm. um, and then find where to burn it. And burning it um, is sending, what is it? It's a... It's like an offering to their ancestors. Yes, yeah. an offering. That's the word I was. Yes, it's an offering for their ancestors. And yeah, yeah. the teams go pretty evenly 50-50. So I want to ask you guys, what would you pick? Well, might I add, with the confusion later, is that there seem to be several of these shrines where you can burn the car. So this kind of trips up a lot of teams because they don't really know where they're going or what to do. But I think I would probably lean a little bit more towards confusion now, just because I think... For me, I'd rather get the hard thing over with at the beginning and then kind of smooth sail to the end rather than just do the easy thing first and then have confusion. But I mean, both options are pretty much evenly weighted, I would say. Yeah, I I said birds. I would take the bird option. Mm. Even without, like, I wrote that without knowing the outcome of, like, the confusion with all, like, the, the different places that they can burn it and stuff. But... I feel like it was fairly straightforward, the bird one. You get the, you take the water taxi, and then you find this bird mm-hmm. place, and then you move on. So I thought that was a pretty good option. And I love birds. <laughs> so <laughs> I want to go hang out with some birds. Good. Yeah, yeah, so the teams who take the bird task, there's no really apparent difficulty with the task. However, the teams who have to do the burning of the car, there seems to be a bit of an issue here. Because as Andrew mentioned, there's multiple of these spots where I guess the car can be burnt. So a couple teams actually encounter the issue of buying a car, getting to uh, a place where they can burn it, and they're expecting to receive a clue, and they don't. And I think, was it like Gary and Dave or Blake and Paige end up buying like three cars or something before yeah. they finally find the correct place um, where the the race flags are? This is kind of a big schmoz. Total schmoz. Yeah, so Gary and Dave are going, and they get a car for the detour, which is a BMW, and Gary decides to make a whole meal out of this about how his grandpa would never drive a BMW, and I'm sitting here displeased. It was so funny. It's it's the whole time they're doing this task. Like, even when he's burning the car and, you know, they're told to do prayers, his prayer to his grandfather is, I'm so sorry, I'm sending you a German car. It's and like, he's just yeah, so like, ridiculous. It's uh, so like I don't mean this rudely, but it's a very American thing. I don't know what it's like in like other episodes of the Amazing Race or other seasons, but like you send them somewhere to like learn more about their culture and traditions and stuff, and then just totally not receptive to that or like mm-hmm. being respectful. And I like it was just like okay, just pray. Like I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely it's definitely a common thing. I mean, if you drop any group of Americans anywhere in a culture they're completely unfamiliar with, there is going to be a little bit of insensitivity. Um, and yeah, that was definitely apparent this episode. I will also add, too, that we've talked about this before, but they make these tasks very intentional. But it's almost like you, you can't do that in the race because the teams aren't thinking like that. It's just so fast-paced that they're trying to create these really mm-hmm. deep tasks for them to do where i'm like this is something you should do at like the pit stop when the teams aren't like okay whatever let's go 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 because they're they're racing they're not thinking about that right now and it doesn't feel like very respectful at all of like their traditions and what they believe in i was like disappointed in that but yeah no that that's that yeah that's very common that they were very respectful to the religion and 
these te- oh yeah and also another thing is blake and page blake realizes that he puts his car in the wrong flame or like the wrong shrine and then uh, he goes and pulls it out <laughs> to try uh, and salvage it but it, he just pulls out this flaming cardboard car <laughs> it's and like just go buy another piece of cardboard like another cardboard car you know yeah i do want to like go back it's not worth it a little bit because oswald and danny they picked mm-hmm. up fern which obsessed with fern love fern amazing but they they said it at in the race they were like no matter your religion you need to be respectful and they said that as they were like participating in the activity which i think was important to note yes yeah yeah oswald and danny are they're just like a beacon of positivity and chill and relaxedness and politeness and they meet uh this girl fern on the bus and she ends up kind of going around with them for most of the, the tasks that are in Bangkok, she accompanies them and translates and helps them get around. So she's, yeah, kind of becomes a side character. Yeah, she is incredible. And this is such an Oswald and Danny move where they just seem kind of, to kind of make friends wherever they go. <laughs> yeah, and I was reading from dryedmangoes.com. I was reading their episode <laughs> review. And apparently, Fern, like that's like a thing in the amazing race i guess like whenever you get a local to help you out and help guide them throughout the tasks the the fandom calls them a fern because this was like the first instance of that oh i love that surprising us with the lore i remember you've done your research (laughs) yes i remember fern being the term for any local who helps the team especially a local the amazing race fan who decides to help and guide the team throughout their hometowns that's pretty cool and it originated with fern Uh oswald and danny wow Thank you for that. <laughs> and I mean, yeah, could you imagine being Fern just like on the bus trying to get somewhere and then some random people just say like, hey, can you help us? Like just these, these foreign people are like, can you help us do these random tasks? And she's like, okay, sure, let's go. And then you're on American reality TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Love Fern though. She like literally saved them because they were struggling. Yeah, they were in last and she they, yeah. she was probably the main reason for their success. I feel like they could have been eliminated if it weren't for her, but who knows? Yeah. Yes, well, we should add, so at this point, teams are getting through the detour, they're moving on, um, but uh, Cindy and Russell are at the back of the pack struggling, so that's what we were talking about. Danny and Oswald really get that advantage by meeting Fern, because she kind of helps them get ahead, whereas Cindy and Russell struggle a little bit navigating uh, to get to their detour task. Yeah, Cindy and Russell are definitely experiencing the most culture shock here. And can't really seem to make their way through Bangkok in an efficient manner. Yeah. And there's this episode, there's a lot going on, but it's still relatively easy to follow where teams are and exactly what's going on. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's, it's a very dynamic episode. Should we, should we talk about where they go after the detour? Yeah, so after the detour, they have to travel to Ratchaburi by public bus, and then they have to go to a temple, and this is about 60 miles away. Um, they have to take a taxi to the bus station first. So yes, Will and Tara, they get dropped off um, <laughs> in a random spot by their taxi. And Will is angry about this. And Tara, she has this amazing line. She says, you just want to play, quote, you just want to play your way, the angry little man way. <laughs> and she devoured him with that. That was such a read. Uh, like, literally, like, go off. Like, love it. Yeah. <laughs> There were some good quotes in this episode, honestly. Like, there were some good lines of dialogue. Yes. We're going to have a tough time picking a title. Yeah, teams get to the bus. They take the bus to whatever, to wherever they're going. 
And Chris and Alex and Gary and Dave, they kind of get off the bus at the same time. And they're kind of heckling at each other. <laughs> and Gary pulls out his favorite line that he said last episode. That, You're going down. You're going down. <laughs> <laughs> Which is so, like... He, he also, like, a couple moments later, I, Andrew, I'm wondering if you have the full quote, because I just wrote down parking space, but I know what he, I know he said it, but did oh, you write? I have the quote, and I'm ready to unpack. So <laughs> Let's unpack. He says, they go, they go to the temple, and he says, it's very odd that I go to a temple and look for a clue. Usually, I go to a temple to look for a parking space. And it's just so, it doesn't fit the context of where they are or what they're doing or what anyone has been saying. It just kind of comes out of nowhere. It's like, is this supposed to, is this some kind of like absurdist humor that you're not supposed to get that's meant to like puzzle and shock you and that's the the gag of it all? We know that you love absurdist art, cubist art. Yeah, the cubism really got me in grade 12 English. (laughs) But this, does anyone understand this joke? No. No. Okay. (laughs) Um, so crickets for Gary on that one. He really missed the mark, per usual. <laughs> anyway. And I do want to note that on the bus, let's give it up for Peach. She had a bowel movement. She's been sick. <laughs> and this was I, a huge moment for her. I wrote that down. Peach is using a restroom. This is big for her. <laughs> it is. It's huge for her. I, can, constipation is no joke. <laughs> I, I thought that it was a big thing, though, because it's like... Oh, she's using, like, a, a public restroom. Like, she didn't want to use, a pu- like, a dirty public bus restroom, and that's what oh, the argument was. Oh, that is was. true, because her sister was like, it was fine. Like, it was nice in there. <laughs> like, Yeah, like, I thought that's what they were arguing mm. about. I don't think it's that she was constipated. I think she was. I think they were happy that she, she finally got to go to the bathroom. <laughs> Andrew, I don't want to debate this. <laughs> I think that's what it was, though. You know what? I'm happy for her. Anyway, regardless... Can we go back to the two dueling teams taking, like, these taxis and just kicking at each other? Like, that is, like, (laughs) such a safety issue. That one guy was, like, literally, like, half outside. Like, get away! Get away! Because they're in, like, the... It's tuk-tuks, right? It's not even taxis. They're in tuk-tuks. It's like an open-air thing, yeah. It's the... I love when they do tuk-tuk races on the show because you hear these little engines going, and the music's so intense, but the teams are just like, you're going down. It's like, you know... Boston sucks, NYC. <laughs> it's all very it's it's fun spirited. You know, like they don't mean what they're saying. It's very it's a very fun moment. Do they? <laughs> well, I think I think it was a little bit of friendly heckling. Okay, but anyway, they need to get to a temple um, in Ratchaburi, and yes. this is where we encounter our roadblock. Yes, yes. and the roadblock prompt is this person should be comfortable in a crowd so the thing is actually with a roadblock is that you have to choose who's doing it before you know what the actual task <sighs> is so they just give you a small prompt like for example there was one this is one i think of because it's something that i think unanimously unanimously would be andrew it was the one in paris last season where it was like who's got what is it like good eyesight and oh strong legs and a strong legs yeah because i had to climb so it's the like, tower yeah, and you had to like climb up a bit of the Eiffel Tower and search the Paris skyline for the Amazing Race flag, and instantly I'm like, "That's Andrew yeah. with his 2020 vision." Usually they're quite abstract, or they try to like <laughs> throw you off a little bit. Yeah, but I mean, you can also read the context clues. They're outside of a cave, so obviously 
Yeah. Like, most likely you would think that you're going into a cave. And there were yeah. giant bat statues just, like, kind of yeah, everywhere. That's true. <laughs> well, yeah. We haven't even talked about the task yet. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so basically the task is, and we should also add, Ashley, that once you decide who from the team is doing the roadblock, you can't yeah. switch. Oh, my God. So <laughs> the task for whoever chooses to do it is they must put on your PPE, your masks, and your goggles. <laughs> Which you one person just disregarded they were like dave just said forget the mask because (laughs) there's so many so you enter a bat cave where there's just bats and bugs everywhere and there's probably so much bacteria hence the mask and goggles and the bats are swooping at you and you have to crawl through this cave or not crawl like walk it's there's 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 headspace but you walk through this dark cave with a flashlight and the clue box is hidden in the cave you grab the clue you go out it's it's bruce wayne's worst nightmare (laughs) um Chris, whoever did this from Chris and Alex described it as uh, totally rank diaper city. Um, but Ashley, how do you think you would do in this roadblock? Like, not with well. You, like, let's Ashley. Let's say though, it, let's say it's you. It was you and Alexa. Out it would of be you me two, and like Alexa <laughs> is terrified of bats and getting bitten by a bat. Okay, it would be me, and I don't think I'd be any better. I'd be on the ground, army crawling. I probably, I literally wrote down. I would pee my pants. <laughs> like, if things I think army sw- crawling would be worse. <laughs> like, the, you're just in the, the bacteria. Bugs. There were, like, shots of a bunch of cockroaches and all these other creepy crawlies. It was... Yeah. It was I j- totally creepy. <laughs> I just don't think I was built for this. And up until this point, I was like, wow, I could go on the Amazing Race. Like, I think I could navigate this. And then we got to the roadblock, and I'm just all caps. Excuse me? bats what (laughs) like i can't even i'd be rolling around on the ground like i don't know i'm trying to think like some of like the one task i always think of actually that is like this is why i would need someone who can just eat anything which andrew you'll remember this it was amazing race canada and i think it was like season two or something and they were in i don't remember where they were they were somewhere in asia and it was a delicacy to have this like snake skin Mm -hmm. soup so it's like literally snake skin mm-hmm. in a soup. Yeah. And they had to eat all that. And then as a, fi- a final, whatever, piece of the task, you had to watch like a snake's bladder or something be squeezed out of its body and you had to eat that. Wow. And for, like that's, so like for <laughs> me, I couldn't do it. Like I'm, I'm so queasy and I'm so sensitive, that kind of stuff. I would need someone who could do that kind of thing. So that's like, just to give you an idea of like the scale, the range of tasks, like that's mm-hmm. the quote-unquote craziest thing i've yeah. ever seen and like i think in that situation i would need to be removed by medics like actually like <laughs> they would need to have a standby team like i don't know if they have those resources available i would get like two feet into the cave and i just I, oh. <laughs> <laughs> just completely break down <laughs> and yeah. like what peach got hit in the head with a bat at one point and like i, I think it was know. cindy but oh. Cindy. Yeah, someone got hit in the head. I think Peach got lost for a second. It's giving the rat task from last That's, season. It's very much like the rat task, where it's pretty much just kind of like a scary thing puts you out, outside, of, outside of your comfort zone, and you have to navigate through this kind of scary, I don't know, area. And I would be scared yeah. without the bats or the bugs. Just putting me in a dark cave. Just a dark cave, cave. yeah. <laughs> like, that's enough for me. That's fair. So, to round this off andrew between you and i who would do it because i think i could do it pretty well i think i could be fine also it's just okay okay i haven't done a roadblock in a while so i'll do it or vice versa yeah well which we should add that 
most of the teams, like, there's no difficulty with this task, but it's Tara and Will, I think, when they get to it, they're trying to decide who is going to do it. Mm-hmm. And Tara's like, come on, come on, come on. And Will's like, you do it. And she's like, well, I've done all of them. He's like, fine, I'll do it. She's like, yeah. no, I'll do it. <laughs> and I can't remember, but I feel like she has done the majority of them. Yeah, I, I, I don't keep track of who's done what. No, I don't either. Yeah. But I want to highlight this one moment where there are three teams uh, doing the Roblox. So Gary, Blake, and Peach, they're all in the cave at the same time. And Gary and Blake come out, and then we have, it, like, cuts to a shot of the cave entrance, and Mary calls, Peach! And then they cut to commercial, like, applying <laughs> that peach has just gotten lost in this cave and is never returning. And I do appreciate the person, like, sending the person into this cave that was afraid to use a public restroom. Like, I, <laughs> like, like, couldn't use a public restroom, but send her into this dark abyss to, like, deal with her problems. <laughs> But ultimately, she had just seemed to make a wrong turn at some point, but she was able to get back pretty much right as in, in the next scene. Mm-hmm. And then after the detour, we head to our pit stop, which is at Play Plong Pong, um, and they have to take a long boat to get there. I should add, so at this point, it's kind of late at night, and... You know, they're showing in the intro, they're showing the journey to the pit stop. It's, oh, it's in day. It's so nice. But they get on the longboats and it's just pitch black in this bay. Like yeah. they're they're The only lights are like on the boats and they're facing inwards. So we as the camera can see the teams. It's just pitch black out on these waters. It, it would terrify me because all I could all I'd be able to do in that instance is play the Jaws theme in my head. Because <laughs> that's going to help you. Yeah. Yeah. I don't do it intentionally. So yes, we should note that everybody is kind of close together, except for it's highlighted that Cindy and Russell are really struggling with navigating their way through Thailand. They are really overcome by culture shock here. They can't really deal with this. Yes, they said that they're, which understandably, they're from a smaller town. Yeah. And the city is quite a shock to them, which I understand. And this is quite a beautiful pit stop, by the way. It's like a pavilion mm-hmm. by a river, and there's a bunch of like flora all around it. It's very yeah. nice. So, making a comeback here, Chris and Alex are the first to arrive after being the last to depart today at this They really, this leg. like, not, not to give away spoilers, but they really flip-flopped the whole... Like, that's been the theme of this season. It's just like, whoop, top team and top team's now at the bottom, bottom team's now at the top. Like, which we love to like, say. Yeah. Nothing like last season, which was like... The Guidos and Franca Margarita always somewhere at the top. Yeah. This, I think everybody has very, uh, not consistent, but very similar skill sets. And they're all kind of on the same playing field where I could see any of these six teams. Well, except for Gary and Dave, which I've said, like, there's no way that they're going to win. Any of these teams winning. And Jill, to put it in your terms, they're just all tossed up in a salad. These (laughs) these placements. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I feel like, as well, from my limited reality television knowledge, in Survivor, when they get an advantage in, like, a challenge or something, they're usually going to come out at least first place, second place, third place, whatever. Like, the advantages usually help. But, like, you get, like, a an multiple hour-long advantage, and they all ended up on the same airplane, which really leveled the playing mm-hmm. field. And then at the, the end, of the game. it's like, what even happened? Like, <laughs> everything went wrong for so many people. Yeah, and I think something also that I liked about this episode is the teams, it was more based on their skills and more based on what they were doing rather than, like, outside taxi Mm. issues or poor leg design or anything. I think it was pretty much based on how well they were able to navigate Thailand. 
Yes, I agree. I really like that. Um, so yeah, Chris and Alex came from the back and are in first place. Mary and Peach are in second. And they've been doing well lately. Mm-hmm. I really like Mary and Peach. I think they, they're a fun team. I think they have some, some funny moments. Tara and Will are in third, and they've been the most consistent team so far. I think they've always been in the top three. I think so. Blake and Paige are in fourth, and Gary and Dave are in fifth. So now it's down to Oswald and Danny and Cindy and Russell for elimination. And I just want to talk about um, Cindy, who's doing this roadblock at the, the Batcave. And she's absolutely horrified by this roadblock. And she's doing it at night when it's, when it's pitch black outside, which I can imagine just would elevate the spookiness. Yeah. That's yeah. pretty brutal. And she's she's the one who gets hit in the head by a bat and just has this completely guttural <laughs> scream of pure horror. <laughs> uh, she's also, I forget when she says it, but it's some, sometime around here, she really says, I've never heard of such a thing, which to me is such a TV line. <laughs> like, and it's so scripted. I've never heard someone say that just unprompted. <laughs> yeah. So she does it, and Oswald and Danny do come in sixth with the help of Fern. Oswald, Oswald, Danny, and Fern. They were a team of three this episode, really. Yeah. Let's, yeah. Just, no, let's take off Oswald and Danny. Fern came in six. So applause to her. <laughs> Kudos to Fern. But yeah, so ultimately, Cindy and Russell are eliminated. And we got to start breaking out these non-elimination rounds soon. Like, we don't want mm. what happened last season to happen again. So I think next, I think next episode, honestly, has to be a non-elimination round. Yeah, we have to get one so soon. But just to talk about Cindy and Russell... Like, they were a fine team, but honestly, I'm glad they're eliminated. I'm not going to miss them. Out of all the teams that are left, sure, good riddance. <laughs> I was going to say, they're the only team left, kind of, that doesn't have a strong edit personality. Like, they're not inciting conflict. They're yeah. not being aggressive, unprompted. Well, I don't even know how to phrase that. They're just kind of the most neutral team left. So it's mm-hmm. almost fitting that they were eliminated. Because now we're down to six. And I feel like each team has made a name for themselves. Yeah, I agree. And kind of like I was saying before, I like this elimination because Cindy and Russell were eliminated due to their own inability to adapt to Bangkok and navigate. Yes. It wasn't because of a task. It wasn't because of technical issues. I don't remember if we did this with Martine, but I want to ask Ashley who she thinks will win. Yes. Place your bets. Mm, Okay. This is hard because like, I feel like everyone in this episode was on fairly even playing field. Mm Mm-hmm. But I feel like it might end up being Blake and Paige. Blake and Paige. Because they were very competitive, I feel like, this episode. They were ready to fight. They were ready to rumble. I'm not sure how that'll play out in later episodes, though. Yeah, they were actually they were actually my winner pick um, in the first episode. And I've liked what I've been seeing. They have the hunger, they have the fight. Who did I say? I can't remember who you said. Was I, it Oswald? I bet it, was, and, it, it wasn't Oswald and no, Danny, was it? No, it was. But the I won last season, obviously. so it's okay. I, I have no idea who season. you said. We'll have, we'll have to check the tapes for that. Rewind. Pull up the receipts. Yeah, we'll we'll pull. Rewind. Amazing, amazing race. Rewind. Rewinded. <laughs> like you know how those famous people are doing like the rewatch podcasts, like Wizards of Waverly Place oh, yeah, and whatnot. Yeah. I think like in like in forty <laughs> years, it's gonna be like the Amazing Race. Rewind. Rewind. Whoa. Yes. Rewinded. <laughs> Amazing Race Rewind Rewinded. Or ma- Amazing Race Rewind Rewound. Ah, that's a good one. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, we got to work on the branding already. Yeah. So yeah, like you were saying, Jill, yeah, I think we would have to have a non-elimination leg coming up. And I just want to know why aren't we doing them earlier? 
because we're gonna have the same situation where we just have a bunch of them uh, like not four back teams back. left yeah yeah and then we're just getting all the same teams over and over again where I'd, i prefer when we have more teams in the mix because it's a lot more interesting and then once you get down to those final few it's just plucking them off yeah exactly and you know what? i don't care if it's unfair why didn't we just pull an elimination on lake three with the gutsy grannies let's say the production needs to recognize okay this is our team let's save them <laughs> I think you're about 22 years late to making that demand. <laughs> well, bring them back. Season 36. <laughs> but nevertheless, so, so that is the episode. It was a good episode overall, I think, from our perspective, Andrew. But Ashley, what are your closing thoughts? Closing thoughts? I think it was really interesting television. And, I, and I've been doing this thing lately where I'm just popping in for a random episode of television with my roommates or like watching the final episode of a season or something. So I kind of like this dynamic of going in with no context and like being introduced to all these characters mid journey. Cause like, I assume we're like halfway through the season for them at this point yeah. or almost I, about. Yeah. Pretty yeah, much half. Yeah. I, I thought it was a really interesting watch and especially looking at it from like, it's 2024. When was this released? 2002. Yeah. Wow, yeah. We weren't even born yet. I wasn't even (laughs) born. (laughs) So it's interesting to watch it from, like, that perspective. But I could definitely see myself, like, tuning on to The Amazing Race and maybe just, like, doing schoolwork to it. Like, I feel like it's good passive listening. I like it, though. But that that, we consume this in the most analytical way possible. We are anything (laughs) but passive listeners. You are active engaged. But yeah. but you know what is great for passive listening? This podcast. So like, <laughs> recommend us to a friend. Um, we're on all streaming devices. We're like I said, we have a YouTube channel now. Wow! Check us out there. Uh, follow yeah. us, Amazing Race Rewind, on Instagram, or send us an email at amazingracerewind at gmail dot com. We are great for background noise. We are also great <laughs> if you want to listen analytically, <laughs> break down the episodes with us. We're all, we're here for it. Great for background noise and engaged listening. Like that's good. <laughs> there we go. That's your bottom. Couldn't now. have said it better myself. <laughs> yeah. So Ashley, you mentioned you had questions at the beginning. Do you have anything that you want to clear up or yes. um, get some clarity on? Yeah. What are they competing for? A million dollars. A million dollars? Yeah. In 2002? Oh my god. Uh, we did the math last episode and it's like nowadays. It, or sorry, the last season. And it's roughly about like 2.1 or 2.2 wow. million dollars Canadian now. Yeah. Wow. And I don't I don't think they've changed it today. I'm pretty sure the, the prize money is still a million dollars. No. And then there's our little Canadian version, which maybe it's gone up, but when the Canadian version started, it was like a quarter of a million dollars. Yeah. You can't even buy a house no for that. Like- yeah. <laughs> oh, but but the thing is, the Canadian one, it was a quarter of a million, and you'd each get a vehicle. Like, there's always mm. the, the It depends on who's sponsorship. the sponsorship, yeah. Yeah, like, sometimes it's a Ford F-150, sometimes it's like a <laughs> Honda Civic, like, you'd each get a, a car. Honda Civic? <laughs> I don't know. Or what, the CRV, that's the car, sorry, okay. the SUV. Yeah, but that's but yeah. That's, that's all the questions I have. That's that's all I need okay. to know. Great. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Ashley. It was a pleasure to talk to you. And that is it for us with season two, episode five. Yes. Yay. Yay. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs>